You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to episode number 32 of Living the Dream with Rory O'Malley. If you like the podcast, remember to subscribe, rate, and review, or just tell your friends. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey there, dreamers. Rory O'Malley here. Thank you so much for listening to Living the Dream with Rory O'Malley. That's me. Um, I uh, I know I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. Thanks for bearing with me as I put out an episode here, an episode there. It is summer in San Francisco, and I am living my best life, as Oprah would say. Um, I, I am having the best time in San Francisco. And uh, instead of making this a stressful thing for myself where I'm, you know, I've been so committed to trying to get out once a week an episode, I've kind of let myself enjoy the summer and let things happen organically. And I just really appreciate everyone who has told me that they enjoy the podcast, that they listen to it, and that they get something out of it, because that's the only reason I continue to do it. Um, I've enjoyed these conversations. I'm having such a great time. But to know that putting them out there into the world is having a positive effect on on other actors and non-actors, it is so rewarding to me. So as we wrap up our time here in San Francisco, I'm trying to enjoy everything about this magnificent city and, and continue to put out living the dream. So what my plan is now is to really push forward with talking to different members of the cast. And my guest today, Lauren Kias, is an amazing ensemble member of uh, of Hamilton in San Francisco, the, or the Hamilton Tour. Uh, we are both Midwesterners. We have some things in common. Uh, she is from Indianapolis, where my husband is from. She went to Santa Grove High School, and uh, my husband went to Ron Colley High School. And uh, she's also my scene partner in Hamilton. I only have one other human being <laughs> that I interact with on stage as the king. And she comes out as my page and tells me that the next president is going to be John Adams. And then gets a stool. We have a little bit. It's so much fun. And Lauren kills it every night. And I really, really, truly uh, adore her. I think she is such a talented dancer, a wonderful person. And getting to sit down and speak with her about where she came from and how she arrived in Hamilton the Musical coming from the dance world and from a dance company and never really thought that she was going to be in musical theater. It's fascinating to hear her journey. So I hope this is uh, something that's inspiring for a lot of you dancers, because I think that she really has been dedicated to the art form of dance her entire life. And when she talks about her mom, who I got to meet on opening night, who came out to see the show, uh, it's, it's pretty special. Um, the dedication that her mom and her family has, has given to her. I love hearing about that because so many of us who've been able to succeed in this business and in, in the, living the dream, it's because we have supportive families. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are parents and family members who have kids who are, <laughs> are worried about them going into this industry and how will they survive. And, you know, it, it's, it really starts with having a 
home base, having a support system of a family that will, you know, be there for all the crazy ups and downs. And Lauren certainly had that. And uh, we also are, she is, she's married. She's been married for a year and, um, and her husband is in on the East coast. So she's doing the long distance thing. So we've also kind of checked in with each other on that. And I've been trying to, you know, give her some of the tips of, of how Gerald and I have gotten through the last year and a half. Ugh. Every time I say that year and a half, I can't believe that that's how long it's been, but it's true. It's been a, it's been since, uh, February of 2016 that Gerald and I have been doing long distance and we have two weeks left and I could not be more excited to be done with it, but it's made us stronger. It's definitely been a challenge and it's definitely been a rewarding experience. And I know that's what it'll be for Lauren and her husband. And I should mention that, as you know, I'm always looking for a quiet space in the Orpheum Theater to have the conversations with my cast members. And I tried something new. Instead of the drum room, we went out into the lobby of the balcony. And uh, it was a little more quiet, but you can definitely hear some people in the background and um, sound testing things. So just so you know, don't be alarmed. Uh, It's just the sounds of a theater in between shows. All right. Enjoy my conversation with Lauren. We started. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> we're, we're, you're on living the dream. This is amazing. It, I am living the dream. You are. Yeah. To be and, sitting here talking with you. Yes. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Um, but we're in a new location, which I've never had. I, I don't think I've been up here before, but we are on what? What is this? The balcony? This is the farthest place that you could get from the stage. This is as far away from the stage as you can get. By the men's bathroom. We're right by the men's bathroom in the lobby. <laughs> and... Um, it's actually, I think, perfect. There's a little bit of an echo in here, listeners. But guess what? There's not many quiet places in this theater. No, when you're living the dream, you got to work with what you can find. <laughs> it's so true. It's a <laughs> it's metaphor. True. This is a metaphor yeah. for living the dream, dreamers. <laughs> um, okay, so we just finished a matinee. We did. And you so graciously agreed to speak with me on your dinner break, which it's a very different thing. I don't really mind asking the principal actors in between shows because, you know, they're not literally twisting their bodies into pretzels every single show. What you are doing on that stage is it's insane. It's insane. It's different. It's definitely a different, a whole different animal than what I'm used to. Right. And uh, I'm just happy to be sitting down. <laughs> Honestly, I can talk to the cows, cows come home as long as I have a comfy seat. I was going to actually I'm ask fine. you if you would just stand for this interview. <laughs> I'd like you to stand up. <laughs> and hold a piece of furniture. Yes. Just have some like feather pens <laughs> and papers in your hand. Oh, let's take a break from that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you are from Indiana. I'm from Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Same place, uh, Indianapolis is where my husband's from. So yeah. I've been there many times, and mm-hmm. I love the Hoosiers. Yeah, right. I love we're them. just good down home people. Yeah, good. Mid- that's why we we connected right away because we're right. Midwestern. Right. And you went to high school at Center Grove. I did. 
Centergrove Trojans. Centergrove Trojans. Now, immediately, my husband wanted to know if you were in the show choir. And I was not. And you were I was busy uh, dancing up a storm. Yeah, you um, were like next level. Dancer. I just I wasn't I wasn't singing at the time. I was just dancing. I see. So okay. I wasn't concentrating on really anything. In high school, I wasn't concentrating on anything except dancing. Right. And, and you, it was just like full on. And you went to college. Um, I at, went to Butler. Well, Butler. Right, right, so right. I kind of create. There was a. Um, I went to. I went to school half days in high school. I had a mentor that I grew up with at the dance studio that I grew up um, dancing really? at called the Dance Refinery. And she went to, um, what was that? She's not, it's not Ron Collie, it's Perry Township. She, she went to Perry. Okay. Does that ring a bell to you? No. Yes, it, Perry, oh, sure. Yeah, Perry Township. She went to Perry High School. And um, she... I was doing the Nutcrackers as like a child yeah. at Butler, and like fa- the Sugar Plum Fairy. No, 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 kids? no. Like oh, like <laughs> like no. The I lead. was doing no. The Sugar oh. Plum Fairy is the lead. Oh, okay, okay. I was doing like Paula Chanel's and little party kids, oh, and right. I did. I think the first ballet I ever did at Butler, I was a um, a mouse in Cinderella. Oh. So I started doing, I would start auditioning for roles at Butler Ballet. And I had this girlfriend that was older than I was um, dancing at the dance refinery. And she worked it out with her high school where she did half days at high school. And then she went to Butler and took class with the college students and just did um, like you know, ballet and, and, and point classes. And so I was, you know, in eighth grade and getting ready to go into high school and I wanted that so bad I wanted the same thing I wanted to concentrate on ballet and go to Butler half days and so my mom and I went and had a meeting and the director of um, the dance department I don't remember Michelle Jarvis I don't know if she was the director at the time but she was the one who had been working with me since I was a, a kid and I was doing summer programs there and so she talked to um, superintendent at my high school and we worked out a system where I had my core curriculum at Center Grove and right. then I would leave half days and I started doing it three days a week so I think freshman year I started going to Butler Monday, Wednesday and Friday and I would go and take class with the college students and wow. um, and then sophomore year I started going every single day so for four years I did just like my core classes I didn't have to take any electives at Center Grove so I didn't have to do any like Gym. I got out of gym. I didn't. You got out of. Gym. I got out of gym. All my friends hated me. Um, I would I got have out absolutely gym. become a dancer. To get well, out I of actually. Gym. Okay, so the first <laughs> week of of classes at uh, this first week of school at Center Grove, yeah. I I had to take. They were still working out all of the details, so I had a full week of like regular classes, uh-huh. and so I actually had to go into a gym class and do like a swim test. Oh. And, um, but after that, everything was, as was smooth and I didn't have to take gym. I didn't have to take art. I didn't have to take any like electives. So I was just taking like core curriculum and then driving 45 minutes, uh, to North, like the North side of Indianapolis and, and who was driving you? My mom, my mom and I would be in her Sebring, her black Sebring convertible and we, she would have a lunch pack for me and she picked me up every day, every day. Every day. day until I had my license. And she would drive me up to Butler and wait while I was taking ballet class and point class. And then she would pick me up and we would, I would have another snack and then go to the dance refinery and have my dance classes there at night. <clears throat> and then go home and 
have dinner with my mom and my <laughs> brother and my dad and do it all over the next day. So my wow. mom drove me all over the place. That is, I, you know, mom's driving you <laughs> is such a huge part of, it, that makes a big difference. And if you excel in the arts in in a lot of different you know people who are are, are athletes as you clearly are that's like an athlete schedule uh, of of performing mm-hmm. and training and how wonderful and how lucky we are that we had supportive, supportive family. families i was beyond lucky with the support that i got from my family yeah beyond yeah i mean it, it, so you have a, a mom and a family that's supportive of you but was it scary in terms of like okay now is this a profession or is this I wasn't really I mean yeah I was obviously to be honest when I was in high school and I was taking class I want obviously I wanted to be in the ballet world because I was going to Butler and it's such a ballet heavy school yeah and it's a very prestigious school for ballerinas to get into so I because I had my foot in the door early I I wanted to go the ballet track, and then I kind of started realizing, like, I didn't really have the body, you know, to be at the level of, like, a ballerina that I wanted to be. Right. I didn't have just, like, the, the structure that you see all these prima ballerinas having. I just wasn't born with the, the facility. Yes, I could work at it, um, but I just... I was also interested in other things. Like I would have my ballet life at Butler and then I would go to the dance refinery and we would, you know, I was doing tap and and um, musical theater stuff and jazz right. and I really had a strong, strong desire to do all types of dance. Right, and, and was, not just focusing on just the focus, one. Yeah, on the one. So. Wow. Well, uh, do you clearly... To become a dancer, you have to commit to it at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. do do you feel like obviously it's paid off and that you are in the industry and it, it's fun? Do you feel like you had to give up a lot though from your high school experience? Is there yes, but it was my choice. Sure, I wasn't really like into high school. Yeah. I wasn't really. I was not the greatest uh, student. Like uh-huh. I wasn't. I, I wasn't. Um, you weren't going to be class president. No, I definitely wasn't going to be pl- class class president. Right. Um, I was more interested in the social aspects of high school yeah. than than going to class. And, right. And but you, did you um, get to be a part of the social aspects? really no I mean I could have gone to like more football games I could have like gone to homecoming but those things they don't really interest me I wanted to I don't know I just wasn't I wasn't I didn't have a ton of school spirit well clearly you had (laughs) you had spirit and passion for something that it takes some people a lifetime to find yeah so when you have that at a young age well and also I was hanging I was I was going to class with college students so I was I was hanging out with older more experienced you know people yeah. in my mind i was becoming friends with you know people who had different interests and interests than my friends had in in high school and i just kind of like gravitated towards the older my older friends right, right. and so um yeah, it just kind of took me. Yeah, I just I missed a lot in high school. It took me out of of maybe that younger um experiences that sure people have in high school yeah well i mean i think that ever like i was in 
I wasn't going to a university studying, and, and that's amazing that that was your high school experience, and it's clearly why you're such a gifted dancer. But I, I was always doing three plays at once, mm-hmm. and I know that that was making my experience in high school different from the people who could go to football games. I, I went to football games, high school football games when I was in middle school, and once I got to high school, I didn't go to any. Mm-hmm. It, it was a, I was really focused on, on uh, being in every play <laughs> they would let me in at the right. same time. Um, but I, I feel like for dancers, you need to have that kind of drive You do, because it's so, it's so competitive. And especially um, to last and to, to be able to have a, a career, yeah. you have to stay focused. Yeah. To last, and well, and also because it's a a young person's art form. It is. It. <laughs> as I'm sitting here, like <laughs> with my cane and my, yeah, well, my I mean, with the pedic shoes. Right? Well, I mean, no, it, I, no. I talk about it all the time yeah. on this podcast. I'm the oldest person in the cast. You know, are you and positive? I'm positive. Okay, great. I haven't checked IDs. Okay, yeah. But I, I am. I'm definitely, years old. I'm definitely the oldest ensemble member by okay. far. I All think. right. Not maybe not, not by, by far. far. No, not no, by no. far. No, we can't say by um, far, but, but 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 a year or two in in uh, dance years or being in in theater, it's it's a big difference in yeah. a show like this. Well, and you know, thinking back on how many years I've been dancing, it is it's crazy. It's crazy that I, my mom put me in tap and ballet when I was like four. Right. And I've you know I've done other things since then. I tried different you know I rode equestrian for a while growing up, and I did karate and and other like sports and stuff. But dance was always like the the stronghold, and was always the thing that I came back to, and always never stopped doing it. Right. And so it's just always been, it's always been like the the driving force in my Your passion, life. yeah, and a part of what makes you who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And what a wonderful way to have the culmination of your years of experience come together to be on this stage do you feel like so so let's back up you mm-hmm. you go to to school you you're out of high school you're actually you know doing it studying mm-hmm. when you decide to go out into the real world of being a dancer was that a scary thing or? it was i mean i again i had i had some mentors i had some older friends that were going to new york and i had friends that were going to la and so i was always thinking like oh i could go to la route and do you know um commercial things or I could go to New York and you know try for the companies musical theater was not really like at the forefront of my mind I was more like I wanted to be in concert dance I wanted to dance for certain companies Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I went to Chicago um, one summer uh, that I discovered the companies in Chicago and I had never been to Chicago before and I did a summer workshop with River North Dance Chicago and I saw the dancers there and I saw the rep there and I was like this is what I'm doing I'm moving to Chicago I moved to Chicago I think like the next month and continued to audition for them um, and apprenticed with them for two years before I got a full company Really? Contract, yeah. So what does that mean when you I was dancing with, with them? Dance? I was dan- rehearsals were Monday through Friday, hmm. nine thirty to four thirty. I was there every day, not getting paid, um, rehearsing with them, learning the repertoire, learning off of the dancers who are in the company, 
um, you know, stepping, it's much like a swing. It's much like a swing, but there's no, I had no contract. It's basically like I'm there to, to learn and it's just a long audition process basically. And so after the, the last, the second year I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Like they're either going to hire me or they're not. And I can't sit around and, 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 you know, not get paid for another year. I need to really focus and move on. And I got the call and, um, the director hired me. So I had a full company like contract. Did you have to say anything when, so when you had that ultimatum moment where you're like, did you say like, Oh, you did. Okay. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do this. I wasn't sure that was just in your head. No, I was like, I can't, you know, I'm not doing this. I was after the, the the last season. I knew, I knew that one dancer was leaving. One female dancer was leaving. Cause in the concert dance world, like women, well, what am I, from my experience, women don't leave. Right. Men kind of like are more of a revolving door where they get hired mm-hmm. a little bit more. E- I don't yeah. the easier, you sure. know, there's not, there's less, or there were less men, um, in the business. It's more competitive for women. Totally. In every and, aspect yeah. of this business. And so I, you know, I knew what one female dancer was leaving and I hadn't heard from back from the director. And so I cut my ties and said I was, you know, out of there. And then I got a call. I don't know how this is a long time ago, but yeah. I got a call and they said they offered me a contract and I was all in and I'd stayed for eight years. Really? Yeah. Dancing I didn't with know River North. That. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is life like when you're in a dance company for eight years? Oh my gosh. It's wonderful. You get to, we were, so River North was, um, had been around for 26 years and, it was started off as a jazz-based contemporary company, and it over the years. So that's what drove me, and that's what attracted me to it because it was very sultry and passionate and kind right. of sexy work that they were doing. And it was starting to kind of morph into a little bit more of contemporary work. They were hiring um, younger choreographers, and they were hiring, um, starting to get some big names. Um, coming into setting setting pieces, and I got to work with a lot of really great um, people and choreographers, and learning a lots of different reps. It was so everything from like contemporary ballet stuff to like um, super athletic and um, um, just hard hitting, kind of gruesome stuff. Like I, yeah. I say, gruesome just because. Um, yeah, we were able to do everything. I right. mean, we were, we did we did so much, so many different diverse uh, types of choreography, and that's what just drew me to the company. Right. And so I had a contract, and I loved Chicago, and I was you know in my twenties, like meeting meeting people and yeah. having really great relationships, and I wasn't far from home, so it was easy to like go back yeah. to Indy and visit Chicago's family. Chicago's like the the big city from the Midwest. Yeah. So I just stuck. I stayed for a while. I stayed for a while. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and why why wouldn't you? Just like the the woman who had that before you. Yeah. Like you had been around long enough to know that great great uh positions in companies like that for women don't come around yeah. all the time. And I was learning a lot. I was learning a lot from the dancers that I was dancing with and I was learning a lot from, you know, the people that were coming in and out of the studio working with us and I was I was having I had a blast. Right. I had a blast. So, so you're there for eight years. Were you there up until Hamilton, or pretty? I mean, no. Oh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So I left the company um, just two years ago, right. and um, 
started thinking of like going into musical theater and I auditioned for a show at the Lyric and Susan Stroman was um, coming in to set The Merry Widow that they had just done at the Met and everybody was like, oh my God, you need to audition for Susan Stroman and it was just like, yeah, right, who knows what's (laughs) going to happen but I got the job in The Merry Widow and I just started this like you know, it just started this, this, the ball rolling in my head, like maybe I could really go into musical theater. Right. Maybe the really, this could be something. So I'd taken voice lessons as a, as a child, but I was not yeah. trained or anything. Um, right. and I love just like being a ham and being silly. And right. I have this, I've always felt like I had this kind of, well, you're my scene inner, partner. Like, pers- I don't know. I just had something inside that needed to be yeah. exercised that was not being really used in concert dance. Right. So um, after that, after The Merry Widow, I auditioned for um, a show, Avita, at the Marriott Theater uh-huh. in, Chicago, in Chicago. And um, worked with Alex um, Sanchez and was in the ensemble there. And then... Yeah, I just, I think I had auditioned for Hamilton that came to Chicago as like, it was there. Stephanie came and was holding an audition and I'd never seen the show, knew that there was like hype about it, but I'm like, oh, it's for hip hop dancers and I'm definitely not a hip hop dancer. So um, I was so nervous going to audition. I got like the silliest outfit. I mean, I was so nervous about what to wear. But it's not for hip hop dancers, right? That's I, that's what I thought it was. That's okay. what I this was I mean, in my I'm mind. I'm no dance expert, but I was no, like No, okay. in my mind I was like, sure. okay, you hadn't like seen it. get your half top on <laughs> and your cool sneakers and you got to have this really rad outfit. And I remember going to the audition and I had like a really great audition yeah. and didn't, you know, they were like, "Okay, great." Didn't sing anybody. Just yeah. we just did a combination. And um, what combination yeah. did you do? I think we did my shot. We did wow. some. We did some of my shot, and then I think they made a cut, and we did a little. Oh, and then we did a rumor it happens. Yeah, kind of more like we had our heels on, and we were doing a little like you know, sexy jazz stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, you know, all these things personally were happening in my life. I got met my husband and yeah. got married and we decided to move to New Jersey and relocate to the East coast. Right. And because he's from there. He's from, yeah, he's right. from there. But you met in Chicago, you moved met to in New Chicago, Jersey. married in Chicago, moved to New Jersey. I did the boot camp with Hamilton. I got a right. call. They wanted me to do the boot camp. I did that. Uh, I was I was always nervous they were going to make me do a boot camp. Yeah, when right, I started Lori. hearing about a boot camp, <laughs> yeah, I was like, right. wait, is that some? Is that like a orientation hazing thing? Um, kind of. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it definitely was a week long audition yeah. process. Yeah. That was. Yeah nerve-wracking but so How? necessary i mean like so well, what, do, what does that feel like you say it's nerve-wracking it's necessary but they really do have to kind of see everything you can do and it's much more than just a, a yeah we're learning yeah we're learning song we're learning at least like three of the numbers do they pay you yes okay. so we got like a we got like a week's salary for being there and we actually only ended up being there i think maybe like five of the six days that they told us Okay. So we're learning repertoire and we're learning, we're singing and we're learning all the songs, just like you would if you were learning a show. Right. Yeah, but you're and doing it in like a small group. So Jules was there. Uh, um, the, our music director. Our music director here it was there, um, which I found out was his audition. I, oh. we, we were in a, I had a little conversation about that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but Lack was there. 
Okay. And uh, Stephanie was teaching us all the choreo. Um, and then, you know, the big weights would come in. Andy came in and worked yeah. us up with us. And then we had a little, like, showing. It was very informal. We just ran the pieces for them, basically, for Tommy and Lack. And, right. and Was it, like, a fully formed cast of an ensemble almost like, yeah the there was parts, like but... six women and six men wow. and so we would have we, we could run the numbers and there was i think there was a little bit more than that because we would have to switch out in and out right. some of us were dual doing a double role so we were switching in and out so everybody got a turn to do like the track that they were learning Oh. And so we went in were and you, sang, were you doing the track i was doing yeah out? i was doing woman too wow mm-hmm. that's so interesting isn't yeah. it yeah yeah I mean, but then, the, like that happened, and then I didn't hear anything. When was that? Oh, this was in. Oh my gosh, I'm so bad with. Had to be 2016. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So it was last year. No, it was this year. It was when it was Oct- oh, like October. Sorry, 2016. 16, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, of this past but year. In the, in the, yeah, the year. It was October 2016, and then wow. I hadn't heard anything. And, and that was in New York. It was in New York. So you, so had, you had to fly to New York. No, I was. I had moved there. I had oh, just gosh, moved yeah, yeah. there. I know sorry, it's sorry. very complicated. You were in New York. In New Jersey. I was in New Jersey. My husband and I were, were looking for an apartment. Wow. We were, um, I was doing this, you know, workshop, this boot camp, and it's like Thanksgiving, and we still haven't found a place to live, and right. we're still kind of like looking around, and I get a call on Thanksgiving, and they want me to be on the national tour. That's when you found out? That's when I found out. It was like two days before Thanksgiving. Wow. And... And you and your husband... Is not in the business. He is not. He's a he's just, a civilian. Just like he's mine. Like, yeah, he's like a reg, you know. He's a real person. He's a real he's person. He's normal. He's a normal. And you get the call about a national tour: San Francisco, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. Western cities. Yeah. You're elated, right? You I don't know? even have a place to live in New Jersey yet. You don't have a place to. He doesn't have. You we guys don't are have a place figuring to figuring out a life. <laughs> We're over still unpacking here. like our our right. wedding gifts. Right. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out, you know, yeah, our lives as like a couple, a married yeah. couple, and he couldn't have been like more supportive. He's like, you have to do this. You can't. There's no turning. There's no turning this down. Wow. We'll make it work. We'll figure it out. Well, you found the right guy. Oh, I, there's no question. Wow. But that, so we started rehearsals mid-January. We so did. you have like two months. So I got two months. We found a place. I unpacked everything, tried to make the our apartment as cozy and, and, and warm as possible. And then I started rehearsals in January. And then I left in February to come out here. Right. And we've been going at it. And <laughs> what, But I, we've had a couple moments where we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, it's probably the biggest challenge, right? Oh yeah. My, our one year anniversary is coming up in, um, just four days. Oh, wow. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) Um, how, how do you cope with it? The distance? Oh, I just, you know, I think it's a testament to our relationship one and the love that we have for one, for, for each other. It's, it's easy because we know exactly what we want in the future that's right. really what we focus on. Yeah. We're not try not to focus on the the now. the now where we miss each other. And it's right. been three weeks since since we've you know hugged and kissed each other and yeah. actually been able to look at each other in the eyes. We have our 
we have our goals and we have our our um our ideas of what our life wants to be in the future and right. that's what we have to keep reminding why you're doing why this. we're doing this and that's so you know, important it's, yeah and it's not a bad life to have i mean it's no. exciting and we're going to be together for how many years to come and and we get to we get to do exciting things like this he's traveling to come see me and Every time we see each other, it's amazing, and we get to yeah. do all these really great things and yeah. experience, um, you know, this part of the country together, which we wouldn't have been doing otherwise. And right. Yeah. No, but it's it's definitely um, a challenge, but it is, of course, what you should be doing, and it's wonderful, and the benefits are huge for now and in the future. But that doesn't mean that it's not really. Difficult, difficult some days. Yeah, it totally is difficult some days. Some days it's it's some not days it's cute. like what am, what am I doing? Yeah. What am, what am I doing? Yeah. I mean Yeah, it gets it gets hard. And it's, you know, but the time difference is tough. That is tough. It's and tough. I've told you, I had to admit to you, it sucks because I had it was much better for Gerald and I when he was in Los Angeles and I was in New York because he's a real person and so our schedules were exactly the same mm. for you guys it's t- even worse it's hard to find times to like actually sit down and have a conversation where you know he's not at his desk working yeah. and somebody pops in and he needs to he needs to go or by the time he's done with work you're at the show I'm at the show and he's cooking dinner and we're trying to like you know find a moment to FaceTime and yeah. and see each other and have those those conversations but but you have to work at that you have to set schedules yeah. and say like we can't go through a day without no absolutely not having some kind of kind of communication yeah um so you you're you're in this crazy hit and you weren't even looking to be in musical theater i really just like it's it was a whirlwind yeah. I, it led me it all like led me here yeah and i you know after i was finished dan- doing concert dance i was I wanted to try musical theater, and I knew that moving to the to New York City was obviously the place that you need to be. And yeah. I had luckily like kind of set the groundwork back in Chicago for auditioning for the show, and I had I had flown to New York and auditioned for Hamilton while I was still living in Chicago for the Chicago cast. So I had right. met Andy, and oh. we had we had had a conversation, and there was just a little bit of groundwork, uh, you know, that was already laid down and once I got there it was just it was really a blessing meeting Andy and and having a connection with him and knowing that I wanted to to work with him and because I had and amongst when I was auditioning for Hamilton in New York I also auditioned for Cats and I Mm -hmm. also auditioned for Bandstand right and so this was the one that worked out and that's great so you got to be in front of Andy a few times a couple times yeah that's really that's really smart Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> I mean, she said, mm-hmm. "Well, <laughs> but you I had mean, a it was, plan there too. I mean, yeah, I wanted to you work thought, with him. And hey, so, this is the guy who I have this connection to. Who I've been in front of before. the only guy in New York the only that guy, I have a connection right. with. And what kind of guy and do you has, want to have a connection with right now? Right. And <laughs> other than other him. than yeah, and he has and he has three different things that you can audition for and then, in one season. Right, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, but that's really smart to be able to say like if." If I'm going to get to New York and be in, you know, in front of somebody, I better make sure that it's in front of this person 
every single thing they do. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, a lot of times people think they need to know everyone in the industry. Well, you can't get every job. No. So, you know, find the people that the universe brings to you and cultivate that relationship and show up for that relationship. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about the ones that aren't right in front of you. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of just kind of like following your gut and yeah. everything that, you know, things work out, things don't work out, but in some way, like we're all kind of led to the path that we're supposed to be on. And right. I try to listen to those little hints and those little nudges when they do happen. And right. when they happen, you know, it, you know, the stars align and you're supposed to be where you are. And yeah. And I was that too, like spacey. No, that wasn't too spacey. I mean, that's all this is, being spacey. I mean, jeez. I would say if they're a half hour into listening to my podcast, they're in for the spacey <laughs> stuff, you know, or whatever. You know, they're all in. Yeah. Um, so you've had this wonderful experience, and you've talked about you and your husband having dreams about going forward and not in the like, what are you going to do next job wise? Yeah. But what are those dreams? Like what are uh, like when you say you have plans, obviously you mean like personal ones, but what does that mean professionally? And does know, that matter? It totally matters. And it's an, and it's a space that I'm in daily thinking about because yeah. we definitely want to start having a family right. and, you know, not being, 22 in the mm -hmm. ensemble it's mm -hmm. it's something that i need to think about yeah. all the time and i'm ready and i know that greg is ready and um it's something that you know we're not necessarily wanting to wait much longer sure. for and so um i'd like to start a family and i'm not sure what that means for me after what dance my life of dance right. will mean after that you right. know if i'm gonna feel like throwing on a pair of heels and going to an audition when I've got a little one at home. I right. don't know if I'm going to have that drive, but I don't know. I do know that I'll never be able to not have some sort of creative or an outlet or dancing somehow in a way my life. to, to ha keep having this be your passion. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I, I don't feel like I'm done performing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other things that I can, I would like to 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 think about yeah. you know after children when it comes to performing and I think yeah. I'm you know would be tapping into things that are not my strong suit whereas like dance is always the thing that I feel super strong and and um, confident about right. you know the the other aspects of performing well, we're in a show like a this. really good comedy team me and you I mean I think we could go seriously though it's like <laughs> I want to I'm really finding that I love comedy and I love yeah. I think I like acting a little bit more than I ever knew and right. I love singing although yeah. you know it's it's been a it's been a client a pill battle for me but I you know your body can can do other things yeah I just yes. well, you, being from the dance world and then like thinking about having a child and then going back to yes. that like dance world is very daunting to me well it's 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 <laughs> something that women have to deal with in in our industry, and of course, especially for dancers, because everything is about your physicality, about your physical, you're an athlete. Yeah. And so for you to go through having a child, it's a huge change during and, and after. Mm -hmm. And uh, the amount of energy that I see you guys pour into every single performance, I know 
that having a, a kid at home, having a child take up a portion of that energy, that's, you know how much it takes mm-hmm. to put it out on that stage. Mm-hmm. And so to, and you know what kind of mom you want to be. Yeah. You want to be the mom that's who why. drives her daughter <laughs> to her to ballet, classes. ballet classes. Yeah. So you know what standard of being Or my being son a to yes, his ballet absolutely, classes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I was just making the metaphor, no, you know, back yeah. to you. <laughs> absolutely. You want to be able to be that kind of supportive mom. And and that's why, I, you know, that's why I I am going back to kind of like finding those those hints and finding those nudges and going with your gut. Yeah. I'll know. I'll know what will happen. You know, once yeah. once I have a, a, a little one and we have that family, I'll be able to figure out what is possible after that and how I feel. And, yeah. you know, if it, if, you know, if I still want to do the whole performing or if I want to be more behind the scenes and right. I'll figure it out as I go. It's always been my, my thing. Yeah. I mean, that's in a way like. I think that because I'm kind of standing on the edge of that, of, of starting a family, and that is mm-hmm. where Gerald and I are headed, mm-hmm. that I think a lot of me starting a podcast and talking to people about how they live the dreams, I've been talking to a lot of people with kids. Yeah. Because it's just like we're at that same point now where you're like, how do you do that? Do what this? does it mean? Right. But you really do have to embrace what you always have to embrace in this business the not knowing and that that's okay. And then it's, right. you know, you'll see. Just like you don't know what's going to happen after a job ends, you don't know what's going to happen when you have I've a always had those moments where it's like, I don't have a job, you know? Right. It's the end of the season. Uh, do I want to go back and dance another year with River North? Or should, I, should I move on? Should I really, you know, what right. am I going to do? And then, you know, things just... Something things, comes along. Something comes along. You figure it out. And it's not the thing that comes along. And it's not always another job. It's just another part of life. Totally. That, that shows right. Up. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really glad that I get to talk with you um, because we have had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we do have our scene. Our scene, which is when you tell me that John Adams is going to be the next president, it's the greatest part. I and love it. It's, it's my favorite. fantastic. It's fantastic. That, I will never forget the first time that we did that. Yeah. We hadn't even we hadn't even spoken to one another. No, we didn't. I, I didn't, didn't know who was going to come no, out in the rehearsal no. and do it. I know, I know. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Just strut myself up to you, and they yeah. didn't give me any direction. Yeah. So, and how nervous am I yeah. oh, in, you that you, uh, in that room? You and everyone was dying laughing at you. Everyone was like, who's this jerk? Because I just <laughs> showed up that day after you guys have been working your asses off for a month, and you killed everyone. Loved. <laughs> you and they're like ugh get rid of him bring Lauren back out and then afterwards I was like oh I'm Lauren by the way and you're like I'm Roy nice to meet you it was just the greatest it was it was funny and then we realized we know a bunch of the same people and we're Midwest folks Midwest and uh, we're in the upper upper category of uh, folks on the stage I don't know how close we are in age but upper category oh as an age age. (laughs) yeah like what are you saying here? Um, yes, uh, we're, we our are. Maturity. We're maturity. our maturity is very close. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Close. No, we yeah. we know we know the same groups of people, and I think that it's been. I do talk about it probably more than I should on this podcast, but it has been such a privilege to watch people having their first job. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, you know, and be like, woof, this is, this is amazing. And, that, like, I, I feel like they're handling themselves so much better than I would have if this was my first job. Um, but it is, it is, it's teaching me something. Do you feel that um, yeah, way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's cr- the, the amount of dedication and, and focus that comes from this cast is crazy. Thinking yeah. about when I was that age yeah. and how I just, I didn't have anything together. Right. I didn't know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was up and what was down. Um, but you know, we all, I just, it's crazy. The, the, the cast is, is, is inspiring in that way. Yeah. You know, there's definitely differences from that generation than our generation, what I yeah. find. And um, we all can learn from one another. I'm learning a lot about Instagram. Um, and Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> Those I, little faces. Which I'm I like, have, I'm but I don't. Not I, participate. Don't I will I not. I will yeah. not participate yeah. in the little faces. Not that there's anything wrong with there's those. There's nothing wrong with I just, it. I'm still trying to figure out how to delete my mail. <laughs> <laughs> off my phone it's well, like storage I have a problem with storage on my phone I, it's always telling you you need to buy more yeah. room like I just you don't listen to it I'm not going to <laughs> I, I just throw the phone out after a while <laughs> I know right I'm like this one's bad it's not functioning it I just need a upsetting. new one just get rid of it yeah. just drop it and crack it and say <laughs> I need something else <laughs> Um, thank you so much for talking. Thank you with for me. having me. This has been a, an honor and a privilege. Of I'm flattered that you asked me to. I'm a dreamer. I I, I really appreciate you um, talking with me, thanks, and thanks man. for listening to it. Oh, oh my gosh, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Our favorite TV show. You were the one of the first people. I thought you were going to ask me about it, and I completely forgot. Yeah. No, you you <sighs> are one of the only people who's taken up my suggestion of watching. The Great British Baking Bake Show, Bake Off. The Great British British Baking Show baking has show Bake changed Off. my life. Yes, it's so important but to it's, us. But you, you have to know that it's spreading like wildfire now because I there was another gal in our dressing room watching it today. Really? And she's on season one. And oh, I'm like, girlfriend, this is going to change your life. It changes everything. I'm going to love it. Mary Berry. Mary Berry. And just, it's a good bake. It's, it's a real good, good bake. bake. It's a real good bake. So it's a bit of a soggy bottom. <laughs> this one is crisp. I like the mm. texture. <laughs> nice, nice bread uh, bubbles there, right? They yeah, about, like the yeah, bread the bubbles, bubbles or whatever. The bubbles. Oh, just give me. I just want to be a taster in that room. Just give me all the extra. I know. I know, and I've brought in cookies like twice. They've been very good. Thank You're, you. But I literally never would even think of baking cookies and people here think that I like bake things they somebody asked me if I watched the British baking show to get baking ideas <laughs> I said yeah the idea to bake something pretty soon you're gonna be making those like lace batter yes uh, art pieces yes it's like pancake? an art yeah the installations that they make yeah. it's like super fancy I would yeah no, they're, it's remarkable, and it's just really relaxing. And it's also the kind of thing, after you're done with the show, oh. that you don't have to think too hard. No. It's very pleasant. Yeah, uh, puts you in a good mood yes. and a good space. And to watch people work so hard and be passionate about something, and to see them do the work, that that's what I think I, I love. It's like, I just love that we get to watch them work so passionately on an art form that I know nothing, nothing about, about. No. That I it's can't so do. Science. It's and so they much... aren't professionals. Yeah. They're And they're also polite people. and nice, aren't they? They're so polite. I mean, they wouldn't 
Sometimes they have little like backhanded yeah, things, right. but it's always but they're like so nothing pleasant. compared to yeah. you know the the American reality Americans, TV shows. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad we bonded on that as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you so much for talking. Thanks for with having me, me Marie. Appreciate it. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.